Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of It Was All a Stream. I am Chris here with my co-host and cousin, Neil. What's going on, man? Welcome back. I'll tell you what's going on. I think we are hitting our stride, not because the uh, material that we were watching was poorer up to now, but I feel we've entered a golden period. The last week has been awesome, has been excellent for television. Action-packed for, Action for packed. Re- new releases, that's for sure. I do want to, because today yes. we are mainly going to be talking about uh, the last two episodes of Obi-Wan. Correct. And then we're going to be talking about all of Stranger Things Season 4. These are facts. So, I just want to talk about, like, quickly touch on everything else that we're watching yeah let's do because that. there's let's... a lot more so like first of all like last night there's a new adam sandler movie on netflix that dropped called hustle oh i did see a preview or i, I saw don't the know how tag. into it you would be because it is very basketball focused and this isn't like yeah the other basketball shows you've watched that are nostalgia that has nostalgia baked into it this is very much not that so i don't think it's for you i enjoyed it um here's one that um my me and my wife watched and my soon-to-be one-year-old kind of paid attention for five minutes do tell um alvin and the chipmunks or not Alvin and the Chipmunks. I'm sorry. It's uh, Rescuers. Uh, Re- Rescue Rangers, uh, Chip and Dale. Yes. I've been thinking about watching that. Brilliant. If you Disney, remember. Disney said, hey, um, Lonely Island, yeah. go ahead. Do anything you want. And they literally did that to the point where literally. after I watched that movie, I was like, I cannot believe Disney allowed this to happen. <laughs> I, we, oh my Lord, the phone's ringing, but we live in the best of all possible worlds because of that. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. It's, it is as though they remembered that we forgot about the rescuers. <sighs> right. And if, if you remember like uh, that, they did two of those movies, and they were mm-hmm. awesome, didn't they? No, Rescue Rangers, the t- the cartoon. Uh, the Rescuers uh, were the little mice in, like, oh, Australia right. or something. Rescue Rangers was Chip and Dale, and that was, like, a Saturday morning cartoon. Oh, my God. That's right. I mixed the two up. I'm Well, I will watch that. I will certainly tune in for that. As you should. As I should. Um, TV shows that I'm yeah. watching... Barry is currently going on right now. I have to dip back into Barry. Is it highly recommended still? It's still great. It's it's dark, but it's good. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, the Boys is back ah, on Amazon. I, I watched The Boys. Now I have thoughts. Uh, have you watched up to the most recent one? I have. Dropped? Episode yes, four? Oh, yes. Okay, so maybe I, we'll talk a little of the boys. We can do a little of the boys. As well, because wowzers. Things are happening there. Wowzers. And um, Miss Marvel dropped 
on Disney Plus this past Wednesday. And Indeed. we're going to talk about that next week because there's just so much to talk about already that we're going to have to save it. Um, but I'll give a little preview. Yes. I kind of love the first episode. I, yes. To the point where I think it might be the best opening episode of a Marvel show to date. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Yeah. Now. I think you're going to like it. It gave me, I mean, part of why I'm, I, I think I liked it so much is because it very much gave me like MCU Spider-Man vibes. So it you're has well, that feel. Yeah. You're a well-documented Spider-Man fan. So that's good news. Yes. But I'll admit, you know, while we lean heavy into the nerddom and we're huge comic book fans, huge cartoon fans, et cetera, I, this particular Miss Marvel, I am unfamiliar. Yeah, I don't. So only, I'm coming in fresh. Yeah, the only thing I know about her is actually from the Avengers video game. They kind of wedged her yeah. into that storyline. Um, but, and the thing that you'll really love about it is that she's from Jersey City. Woo! Oh, yeah. So there you represent, go. Represent, Jersey represent. Listen, um, that is the best way to have a superhero. Right. Last thing that I just want to touch on that, that I've watched recently that I think you in particular will love, and yes. I would be surprised if you haven't seen it already, which is, is the George Carlin documentary. Uh, did you watch it? Yeah, I loved it. It was tremendous. Yeah, it was, was tremendous. I was, I'm, I'm going to paint the picture. I actually might not be done with it. I think I have like 20 more minutes to go because it's a two-parter, but it, right. so, so far it's, it's incredible. It is incredible. I was on, uh, I was uh, traveling to a wedding and I was in Kansas City. And it was one of those things where, like, I'm in the hotel room at the end of the night and I I was flipping around. I saw George Carlin, love George Carlin, and stopped. I did not realize they were doing this. So I was like, what? So I fell into it totally not realizing it was even coming out. I think it was genius talking about his origins, his Lenny Bruce connection, all this stuff. I thought it was great. And, and George Carlin, talent that will be missed. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, really great doc. If, if you haven't seen it, check it out. Oh, yeah. All right. Without further delay, let's talk Obi-Wan, oh. episodes three and four. I have some interesting thoughts. Let's, let's hear what, what you think. I'll, I'll do, do a brief summary. Essentially, we have um, Obi-Wan has escaped with Leia. Yes. Escaped the Inquisitors and Reva, who, who killed the Grand Inquisitor in, in Episode 2. We think. We assume. Yes. For now. For now. No one's ever truly dead, dead. in Star Wars until Correct. they make it official. Until they do one of those like Qui Gon Jinn funerals, yes, um, the burning. But or until they become a Force ghost, and then you know they're also dead. Um, but anyways, they have now escaped to a another desert planet, barren desert planet, and uh, they run into some like mole man who voiced by. Zach Braff. Zach Braff. 
Yes, very nice to favorites. see Zach Braff. Yep, 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 yep. Um, they they meet a, a woman named Tala who is basically running the underground railroad for Jedi um, off of this planet uh, also, to give them safe haven. Shout out to Ta- Ta- Talia Tala, Tala, the actress. Um, she played, she originated in Rome on HBO playing okay. Lucius Barinas's wife, excellent character, then graduated to Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, that's correct. Where, like, I, I, I hated her because I hated the character, which meant she was doing a good job. So when I first saw her, I was like, oh, we're going to have to spend time with this person. And then she won me over. So I'm just going to drop that okay. in before we really talk about it. But carry on. Um, essentially, the the bad guys figure out that Obi-Wan is on this planet. Um, Reva brings Darth Vader with her. Darth Vader's wreaking havoc throughout the town before mm. Obi-Wan and Leia and Tala have had a chance to escape. So yes. Obi-Wan, he goes and leads Darth Vader off away from the townspeople. Um, there's a lot of running away from Darth Vader. A lot of running then, away. So for whatever reason, Tala leaves Leia to go to save to- to go save obi-wan and leia gets captured again by the third sister um then in the next episode oh and you know obi-wan invader like tala is able to somehow rescue obi from well this is the moment that i brushed up against yeah so all right there's there's some do you want to let's talk about this episode let's talk about this episode there's so I felt like episodes one and two, right? They did close to perfectly. Uh, Everything agreed. that we needed, every beat that we needed to hit, we hit. Occurred. I thought the idea of bringing Leia in when originally the rumors are that it was supposed to be an Obi Wan Luke story, I think was a brilliant pivot and probably better than that. Obi-Wan Luke story we're originally going to get because what this story does is sets up the foundation for why Leia held Obi-Wan in such regard in A New Hope. Well, all right, now let's revisit this because people online have been brushing up against this. I did not, but I do feel like we need to address it. There's a moment, you know, where I'm like, why isn't she like, oh, Ben? Obviously, I get she names her kid Ben because in the aftermath, we figure out who everyone is. But in that message in A New Hope, she's like, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you served my father well in the Clone Wars, blah, 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 blah. I need your help. She had no point in the message. She's like, remember when we were tearing ass through that planet and they were chasing me and you saved me and blah, blah, blah. Like, so I, how do you feel about that? Is it? Well, she also says that uh, here's the other she's also a politician right so you know she's got to be she can't just be spilling the beans in a yeah. message in case it gets that's going to go out across and the world right she literally says you're our only hope that's pretty high regard that is pretty <laughs> high regard i like that okay okay i can i can dig it i can dig it um, i just think i i like the the connecting of dots there even maybe it's a little more than you'd expect 
like, you know, from a new hope, you're kind of thinking she knows tangential, tangentially. I don't, I didn't say that word right, but you know what I mean I know about exactly him. What you mean. Um, but I like, I like this. This is, this is cool. I like that, right? I like that that was established in episodes one and two, and that's where we're being led. I'm good with episodes that. three and four mm-hmm. have left, and we haven't even gotten into four yet, have left a lot to be desired for me. Like, I, uh, I feel like there has been a steep drop off right. from the praise I was giving episodes yeah. one and two to where we're at with three and four now. And it, I, to, where I it's like kind three. of shocking. I disagree with three, uh, four. I was not, I was in and out on. I was like, okay, all right, I get what's happening. We have to get her back. It's this, it's that, whatever. But in episode three, I I I was leaping off the couch. I thought episode three was amazing because I, the prequel trilogy took away Darth Vader's balls. Okay, and then he didn't get them back until Rogue One. Rogue One. In this show, I was so nervous that they were going, you know, they're bringing back Hayden Christensen. It's, you know, very, very, this could go the wrong way, but it was tremendous. The fire, he's, he's snapping people's necks. He's get, evil Vader. This is a, you know, this is a character who is known throughout the galaxy for his cruelty. He is feared by all. So I thought they were nailing it. I thought they leaned in and then cut to the end where he's burning Obi-Wan, I am what you made me. That was powerful stuff, man. Yeah, I, I think, so there's, a, I just, I had a few problems with episode three, which well, then got, got um, more amplified in episode four. Interesting. In episode, and again, comparing it to one and two, For the first time in a long time, especially because the most recent show that we got was Boba Fett. Yeah. The the Star Wars universe seemed large again. Right. And in episode three, it seemed small. It was back to being small. We were on a desert. Yes. Empty planet where, you know, you have like a wide open space and a random laser gate sitting in the middle of the road that anyone could get around. I thought that was very strange. You have, I can't defend that. A semi open, like it just didn't look as cinematic and filled. Like the space wasn't filled. It didn't seem the same as what we got. Like, not that there has to be a ton of extras in the background or anything like that, but it's just like, okay, we're doing Desert Planet again. This is giving me Boba Fett vibes, right? So not off to a great start. And for the first, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes of that episode, they're just, you know, moseying along in, in, in the desert, wandering around, not knowing where they're going. So that that was a drop off for me. That wasn't as entertaining. Um, 
the the Vader stuff, the Vader interaction is something that obviously everyone's been looking forward to their first oh interaction. Yes. And I thought it was kind of a letdown because I understand why he's doing it narratively, right. but he's just running away from Darth Vader the entire time. Well, he's not gotta, really engaging. He's got to collect himself. I got to collect himself. But like, how does he keep running away from Vader? <laughs> like, I get Vader's it doesn't have much giddy up anymore. But like, Correct. dude, come on. He, he I, let him go and then appear next to him two seconds later. It was just weird. The fire two, stuff was fine. It made yes. sense. But then how? No, see, the fire, how, I disagree. So here's the, the thing. The, the fire in terms yeah. of what you were saying where it's right. like you i am you know, as you that, made me that kind yeah of that emotional portion of it but then like him escaping like his escape didn't make sense it was so easy it was just and tala would never why would you ever leave the kid well, and that, then how how the does the third sister or whatever get through the path to the end to meet Leia when Leia was already halfway through the maze. I just like, it was just all, it did not make sense to me. It didn't make sense to me. They can't, they can't make it that uh, third sister has been there. Like she was being evacuated because then she'd know it was there. So it's not like they can make it seem like she knows about the place, but here's the thing. The running away from Vader. I get, I liked it from a, horror movie point of view because you're running away from the villain who's walking slow and then all of a sudden the villain's okay. right next to you so like mm-hmm. i dug that from a gotcha. you know from a mike myers uh, michael myers yep. uh jason thing but where i brushed up against it is he starts this fire it's badass i'm leaping off my couch this is unbelievable and then he puts fire out but mm-hmm. then when tala comes back all of a sudden he can't put fire out again yeah. And run across I, and get him. So, I, like, I then I then I heard someone made the argument that it's like, well, he's toying with him now. Now he's out to torture him. So he's like, okay maybe. with letting him go so that he can chase him down again. I don't know. But I will agree that threw me. The fire thing of it all, absolutely tremendous. I, I just thought that there were things put in that didn't make sense plot-wise mm-hmm. that were out of convenience. All of third sister find like even finding the path yeah. on her own was just like out of convenience that she stumbled on that. You know what I mean? I totally agree and with that. and the, the Obi's escape sister? also. Um, let's talk about third sister. Do you want to talk about fourth episode two and then talk about third sister? Or do you want yeah. to talk about third sister to this point? No, let's talk about uh, the fourth episode and then to go talk about third sister okay so i'm gonna i'm gonna give the third episode my stamp of approval because i have waited like most of america for a scene like that yeah you know, for a, a, a a reconnection between the two i thought it was strange that 10 years later obi-wan did not put together that that was darth vader but i'm willing to believe the Leia of it all. I like your explanation that, you know, look, she was a senator. She's not going to just reveal all her secrets. It's an open channel. You know, she's not going to say, mm-hmm. remember when we were back. So I'm okay with that. Uh, she doesn't call him Ben. But, and then I was thinking about this too. 
all the people that are complaining about that, it's like, well, why didn't she have a bigger reaction? Because they don't actually meet face to face until they're escaping the Death Star. Right. And they're all running to the Millennium Falcon and Obi-Wan's fighting Vader. Right. They, so, they never actually meet. So right. they wouldn't so Carrie Fisher's Leia <clears throat> and Alec Guinness's Obi-Wan never actually have a conversation. Well, and the other thing to think about, too, is how different does he look? Yeah, but that, I mean, his name is still Obi-Wan. His name is still Kenobi, Obi-Wan. His you know, name is still a, Obi-Wan. But how many I'm saying the, initial, the yeah. initial reaction, again, like you're saying... She might not at the in the moment make the connection yet until later on. I I agree. I and I'm willing to go with that. Like that's not what I'm brushing up against. Yep. That's not what I'm brushing up against, especially because of that scene. I'm like, okay. And and she does have like when when Luke busts into the jail cell, he's like, I'm here with Obi-Wan Kenobi. We're here to rescue you. She's like, Obi-Wan, you know, you're Kenobi or whatever. Like she does have, you know, oh, thank God he's here vibe. So, all right. Fourth episode, you have fourth problems. Episode I had problems. Essentially, okay. they are. It's expository. Yeah. They're, they're they gotta rescuing get the Leia again. Yeah. Rescue Leia again. They infiltrate the big um, empire base where Darth Vader is, or third right. sister is. The third sister is interrogating Leia for a location that I don't know why she would even know the location of whatever base there she well, wants to find out. The, like, yeah, it's a nice callback to, you know, tell me where your rebel friends are. Right. That but kind of it's thing. also like she's she's eight. Yeah. Who who told her where this place was? She hasn't been right. there yet. Like, what are we doing? Um, so like that was kind of weird. Um but anyways, the, the Tala uses her undercover um, Empire uniform thing right. to to sneak Obi Wan onto the uh, into the facility, and you know her cover gets blown. Uh, they eventually are somehow able to escape, um, and then Vader is pissed off at Riva and is going to kill her. But then she says that she let them go because she had attached a tracker yes. to Leia's droid so that yeah. they could locate the rebel base once uh, they get once they land um, that's pretty much the gist of this entire episode it was a short one it was uh, it was our first half hour episode of the season um, so let's well, let's hear let's hear your thoughts all right my thoughts are I dig the attaching a tracker to the droid because years later grand moff tarkin when they let uh the what do you call it the millennium falcon leave grand moff tarkin talks to vader he's like i'm taking a great risk vader letting them go and he's like don't worry dude I know how the story ends. And I think it's because of this moment. Because of this, he yes. he stole that move. Right. And then <laughs> Leia knows, because now back on the Millennium Falcon, Leia's like, they let us go. That's the only explanation for the ease of our escape. And Han's like, you call that easy. But <laughs> so to me, like it worked. That worked for me. I was okay with that. Um, but it did seem expository. It did seem a little long. Um or maybe long, not long for but, an episode you know, that it seemed yeah. long for an episode that was the shortest episode of the season. A hundred percent, a hundred percent, which is it seemed a like it was dragging a little bit. Yeah, and I ultimately, I'm like, 
the greatest thing about that episode, I feel like they blew. So he's now in the bowels of Fortress Inquisitorius. Mm-hmm. And he sees, you know, I, I know what they're hiding. It's not a monster. It's a tomb. Right. And it's all these Jedi that they found and they're, they got in like stasis. Yep. So the, I feel like that was a great reveal, except they didn't give us a Jedi we recognized. Yeah, I had no idea who any, you, anyone was. You know who they sh- what they should have done? They should have had Samuel L. Jackson's body floating in in that like yeah that would have been unbelievable wouldn't that have been unbelievable it's like he they they went picked him up off the ground of coruscant Mm -hmm. and put him in stasis because now that gives you a character you recognize yep and their big thing was like at the end it was one of the younglings or it was something like that which okay i get like all right these people are harsh but we know that they're the empire right the mace windu of it all would have been awesome like i was waiting for that so i feel like that was a missed a missed opportunity well i think part of it though is there's a lot of hope that mace windu's still alive like every other character so that would definitively you know end it yeah um yeah and this was another one that felt like as far as atmosphere wise and and scenery and stuff like that felt very generic to me did not have that same cinematic feel that i got in the first two episodes it was very like almost like they they blew the budget for the first two episodes and then hopefully the last two episodes and they just kind of had to work with what they had in it has that three and four you know what i mean that's the feeling that i'm getting and also i feel like the the quality of acting outside of um outside of you and mcgregor is sharply declining it is sharply um, declining i will say this in the past I'm, two episodes i'm still not disappointed with ewan no can't be disappointed with him he has done an but, amazing yeah. job with with obi-wan but the acting in general now here's here's a positive mm. is that like i know they brought back hayden christensen i don't right. know what he's done yet he's doing whatever he's doing i'm okay with whatever he's doing i'm okay with he's doing just not, enough for me yeah, which is essentially nothing because they're just using James Earl Jones's voice, which is great, perfect. Correct. Let's not, uh, yeah, let's not yeah. tamper with a good thing. Yep. Um. Yeah. So that's, uh, you know, I, I, I guess I don't know when we're actually I... getting Hayden Christensen, or this is it, whatever. Um, if he's in the suit, I know that like people joke it, about okay. people joke about uh, what's his face being in the Mandalorian suit. And he always says that he is. But people say, oh, no, he's oh, not yeah, actually yeah. in the suit. He's, he's just doing voiceover. This I don't think Hayden Christensen's in the suit. I don't think he's he in the might suit. have been in it for one episode where he's going to take his mask off or whatever. But, right. Um, I don't know. I the you wanted to talk about third sister oh it'd be not even really third sister uh i wanted to talk about the backlash you're aware of this right really weird to me well it's not it's, weird, it's to weird. Me because it's very typical of a certain star wars section fan. a yeah. certain i don't want to say all star wars fans no but we are fair. but yeah. yes but there is a more extreme 
subsection yeah. of Star Wars fan that are just the worst of people. Well, yeah, I mean, they were like, I was reading some of the mean tweets that they were sending, and they're like, they're saying, oh, it was a diversity hire, it was this and that. And first, that's just disgusting to say. Second, my opinion of of that character is, you know, I, I'm I don't not that I don't care. Like she's not my favorite character. I'm not saying that it's, but I don't see the problem. Like I don't see the problem everybody's having. She's over the top. Yes, is she the best actor? No, but she's making a choice and being. Um, uh, here's what I equated it to. In 1960, like seven to 69, you had Star Trek, the original series with William Shatner. The show was not like the, the effects and everything weren't great. And there was a lot of, there was a lot of space to fill. I feel like Shatner developed the Shatner style of acting. And Kevin Pollack actually said this once developed a Shatner overacting style to fill some of that space. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, and I think this girl, this actress, is like, she's like, I'm going to make a choice. I'm in a Star Wars movie. I get to be a villain. I'm going to be an over-the-top arch villain. The other thing is, if the creators of the show didn't want her to do this, they wouldn't have cast her. This is what they wanted from this character. It's Somebody would have pulled her aside and and been like, what are you doing? that any of it has to do with the color of her skin is ridiculous just makes no sense it it's, makes no sense insane Star Wars her, fans need yeah. to get it together they do like come on now that was the thing like i i don't mind and i and i have often uh berated actors um for their horribleness uh but it has nothing to do with the color of their skin if you're a shit actor then and i don't like, even think she's she's bad yes she's making a choice and it she's making a choice an over the top choice but i don't think it's necessarily bad acting no like i said i I think she's i think her scenes are thin and so i think she's She's filling space yeah with with the shatner school of acting Mm -hmm. like her because think about it her scenes all consist of her with like the two inquisitors Mm mm-hmm or her with the kid, you know, with Leia, yep. where she's driving the scene. Right. And she, we don't know her. We don't know her character. We don't know anything. So we don't have the same, like when Darth Vader and Obi-Wan are together and there's <sighs> silence, there's still you acting still going on. The you feel tension. Yeah. Right. Because we know that. It's them. tough to get that from characters yes. that you don't know their background. Exactly. Which I still hold on to my theory from last podcast that we talked about this i think she was one of the younglings in the beginning of the series and she feels that the jedi order let her down right and that is why she you know became who she is and there must be some sort of connection to obi-wan as well where she puts blame on him uh, for yeah, it's for not what just her, that she felt like yeah. she was under the Jedi's protection and they and they failed let, her. They f- failed. Yeah. Her. Um, this isn't just to appease Vader. She's right, got a personal that It was stake. not a coincidence that they opened the series yeah. with that. 
Right. Um, and it's not a coincidence that they let us know early on that a lot of inquisitors were young powered ones. younglings that, yeah. you know, converted over. Um, let's, let's, uh, you know, put a cork in Obi-Wan for now. Mm-hmm. We've got two more episodes to go. Um, and let's talk all of Stranger Things season four, oh. which is part one of season four mind you yes um we will be back next month to talk about part two which are essentially two movies worth of episodes i um i'm not gonna bury the lead about season four yeah i i loved it i absolutely i absolutely i devoured it like yeah i watched the first episode and i was hooked I I'll say I'm going to talk about the problem I had because it was only one okay. really. And, and, and then we can go into all the positives. Okay. And I'll, I'll, I'll give you my issue with it as well. Once. There we go. And then I, we will go into all the good stuff. I feel like how many times can we go back to the well of 11 having a freak out and going like, ah! and then everyone flying away from her okay. in a sonic boom style thing. Like that's yep. what gets me the reveal and spoilers, everybody. Like we're just, we're going right from beginning to end. We're not doing episode by episode. Um, the reveal that she created this issue that they're dealing with essentially. Yeah. Oh we're, yeah. We're doing full spoilers. So full you spoilers. could just say she essentially created Vecna. Vecna, uh, I am fine with because that was like her yeah. from her original, you know, from season one, essentially. Right. Which is good. But I like I we can't keep revisiting the well of she puts her hand out and solves the problem. That's what that's the thing that like was getting me. It's like, how many times are we going to do this? But everything else. I thought was genius and we can do a deep dive, but what's your problem with it? Um, my issue? only issue with the season was how the, the, how they sidelined Mike and will on the, on what seems like is going to yeah. be a, a mission that ultimately doesn't matter anymore because L has gotten her powers back. Well, you know what I mean? Yes. Like she by the time they go to rescue her, oh she will have or whatever. Her, she'll yeah. have gotten her powers anyways. What are the FBI people who are looking for the military yeah. people looking do. what are they going to do to them? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. I don't know and they're like barely in the season. Yeah. You know, it's just like it was just a weird like I felt like they had so much they were juggling that they didn't really it's know hard what to, to give do with them. A cast that big enough um, to do. <clears throat> That being said, the uh, long-haired stoner guy is hysterical, and he I is, love him. He is um, Argyle. I would say all of the new additions of this season, while I say that there's too many people in the cast, right? I liked every single new addition. I think Agreed. Vecna is a great villain, and I'm glad they actually have Vecna's actually kind of a person. Yes. As opposed to just being a kind of faceless, evil, correct, giant monster. Yes. 
Yeah, the, you know? the Demogorgon. Yeah, right. Yeah, where you have the Demogorgon, the Mind Flayer, like yeah. all that stuff. Like this, I like, I like that this. Because it's so Stranger Things started out years ago when we all tuned in. It's like, oh, great. It's like the Goonies. It's like such right. and such. And then they have the Demogorgon. It's this faceless monster. And it was mm-hmm. it was kind of never ending story where, the you know, even though he sings that to his girlfriend, but it's like the nothing is coming. Remember, like in the never ending story, yep. it's the nothingness. Mm-hmm. So I get that. This is more like uh, teens fighting like a Jason or a Michael Myers or a yes. Freddy Krueger, which was nice to get a, a cameo from Robert England, mm-hmm. who I thought was off the charts amazing in that scene. Yes. But I did. I like that it's a person. I like that it was a little, sp- you know, until we find out at the end, it was spiritual. It was almost like uh, mystical. Um, yes. Yes, definitely. Force. Like he's using some sort of magic to right. connect to the you know, is it a right demon? side is up. Is it a thing? Right. <clears throat> so I thought that was brilliance. And in the end, I think they tie it together well. But the additions, you're right. It was all good. The How did you feel about the, the Hopper stuff? I was good with it. And I liked that new character too. His little um, the, Russian the guard buddy. turned cellmate. Yeah. He's another game of thrones alum yes that's the, the, man. the the man with or no name man with no name um so he was i thought he was really good i enjoyed him i yes. enjoyed i loved um what's his face the the head of the hellfire club oh man he was doing a great job he was so good yes. he was the breakout star of the of the season i, I don't know like. how they're going to convince the town that he's not the killer though because I, that's going to be interesting to, to yeah. how they're going to figure out. Cause it seems like, I don't know how they've kept the secret in the bag for so long still, but it seems like the secret's going to have to come out. I even felt like the, um, like the, the jock who's after him doing mm-hmm. a great job. Oh, you the know, jock giving his like the, religious political speech. Yeah. The perfect, perfect just perfect perfect yeah absolutely absolutely doing a great job um so i I mean i enjoyed all of it like i thought it was all great the i was good with the the um hopper storyline and and joyce and them um and i'm glad that they're they're back reunited um reunited and it feels i I think you know i i thought that nancy I was at the end there. I was like, Oh my gosh, they're mm. going to get her. Yes. And then they, I watched the trailer for the part two and she's running around. So they spoiled so, it for everyone. We're okay. That she's fine. Um, I, I don't know. Do you, what, like how, how do you think, like, what do you think's coming? I, I, okay. <clears throat> One direction they could go is that Vecna actually transitions into the real world into the right side up okay okay and that's how they write themselves out of the corner of we have to present another uh suspect in order to clear the kid and he's he's getting these kids in their most vulnerable moments which is uh, which is very very freddy krueger-esque where he gets Mm -hmm. them when they're sleeping um i like the 
well, I don't know that I necessarily agree with the openings because it feels like why aren't why isn't this world flooded with the creatures from the upside down? There right. was a movie called. But it's all the the yeah. thing to keep in mind though is that, the, and they mention it multiple times is that that in all of the creatures in the upside down, it's yeah. all one hive mind. Right. So it's not going to do anything that the I guess the mind flyer is like the the king of down there still like not going to do anything that he doesn't want them to do. I agree. <clears throat> Um, I was going to say, uh, you probably haven't seen it, but there was a Stephen King movie, which a lot of this sh- series has been Stephen King-esque. Yeah. Obviously, they were playing on that. Um, and I love the writers and the directors and everything who all have like a strong fandom because they keep mm-hmm. depositing fandom in there. But there was a movie called The Mist where they basically cut a hole. Like the military is doing experiments. They cut a hole in a dimension and stuff floods through, which is very much what's going on here. But like it takes over the planet almost. Um, the openings are so big yeah. that <laughs> it seems easy for Vecna to pop through one and terrorize a neighborhood or or terrorize these kids. So I think we're going to get a monster like that. I think he pops through uh-huh. and attempts to bring with him like everything else, which brings us back to the season one, season two problem of. You know, the upside down's bleeding through and we have to stop it. Right. I don't necessarily think we're going back to that well because this is a person, like you said. So right. it, it's a villain. It's a it's a Jason. It's a something. You know, it's a villain like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I dig it. But that's where I think we're heading because you need to present the public with something to clear this kid's name. Yeah, I guess so. I think like the other thing that was weird to me is at at the end when they they've gone to rescue, um, you know, Nancy and and whoever's down and the upside down, they go to the trailer. Mm -hmm. I thought an episode before weren't there cops all around secret agents and stuff all around there they sent the guy who lived there why would they leave that opening why would they just leave let them do that like weren't they all there um so that was a um, that threw me that was a plot hole that that they missed um but other than that you know and they could have just used the one at the the road they could have used the one at the road opening that we're not talking about oh yeah right now Uh, probably a Um, far easier one yeah Here's the other thing. Yeah. The love story, the triangle with what's his name, who's with Mike and the gang, uh, trying to remember that kid's name and the girl. I, f- I always forget it too. Yeah. Nancy. And then Nancy. you have. Um... He's such a nice kid too. Yep. The one that's getting high all the time with Argyle. Right. Uh, like <laughs> him and Nancy are having a strained relationship. Jonathan. Yes. And. Yeah, he's uh, Jonathan Byers, Charlie Heaton. Yep. Okay. I am kind of rooting for the other guy. Oh, Steve. Absolutely. Steve. It's not even a question. Not even a question. The character rehabilitation that Steve went through, he was such a jerk in the first, like terrible, terrible person in the first season to now he's just a fan favorite. He's so great. Um, and yeah, his relationship be... with uh, Matarazzo, the what's his name? 
the kid, the the kid with no collarbones. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Uh, Dustin. Dustin. His relationship with Dustin is possibly one of my favorite buddy. Like, they're their own yeah. buddy cop show. Of course, it's great. It's so great. Um, but so, I want I want him yeah. and Nancy to get together. I dig it. Uh, Ethan Hawke's daughter, uh, Uma Thurman, Ethan Hawke's daughter, I think is doing a great job of being um, manic or whatever. Yep. How that, what they're trying to do is mold her into a character that does didn't really exist in 1986. Mm-hmm. You know, they're trying to wokeify the the group there, which is okay. But like, I think they've done just enough. And if they go too far, then it will it will not be a period piece in that respect. But I'll I'll I have two final things. One, and then I, I want your opinion. I love Paul Reiser. Okay. In in this show. Yeah. I go back with Paul Reiser to Aliens. Mm-hmm. Okay, where he is essentially spoiler alert. It came out 30, 40 years ago. People see aliens, but uh, he plays the villain, and he's like a suit that needs. He's like, listen, I have to bring this back to the company. I, you know, we got to impregnate Sigourney Weaver with the alien and the little kid so that we can get him through customs. And it's so skeevy and and just business like it was all. And then to see him in this role, where the last season, you're like, is he a bad guy? Is he good? We're not, you know, this is a... And then to bring back Matthew Modine, I think the two of them are doing an amazing job. Yeah. And they really feel like... They really feel like uh, they belong in this. Like, they're doing a tremendous... They're the, they were the perfectly cast characters, I think. Yeah. Perfectly cast. Yep. And how do you feel? Like... Are you like I, you know, I remember Matthew Modine from, you know, uh, what's that pirate movie that essentially killed pirate movies till Pirates of the Caribbean? Um, oh, God. Cutthroat Island. It was terrible. Okay. Never even heard of it. Exactly. <laughs> but like, that's where I first met Matthew Modine. I was like, oh, okay. Cutthroat Island. It is what it is. And then he was in. Um, the Stanley Kubrick movie about Vietnam, uh, you know, like Full Metal Jacket. How do you feel? Like, do, are you familiar with Modine's work? No, not not really. I, not I haven't really. watched much, if anything, at all of his. Are you more familiar with Paul Reiser? Yes, definitely. So, definitely much more familiar with him. How do you feel coming into the show from season one to now with Modine? Like, how do you, how do you, I'm good with it. Like, I I think they're, you know, the way they're able to weave the past characters back in pretty seamlessly. um, They're doing a good job with that. Um, I also, again, I do think that they have a, a, a too large of a cast. Yeah. Um, But with the way that they're working the season, I mean, they're at least giving everyone their their time to shine everyone's storyline time to shine because they they have no limit to like they didn't have to leave anything on the cutting room floor you know what i mean they didn't have to cut anything out the only thing that seems like it was cut or underdeveloped again is that one the the will um mike 
and yep. Jonathan and Argyle storyline. Um, but other than that, everyone is getting like plenty of airtime and we still have another uh, like four hours of, of show of the season to go that we're getting in July. So we'll see how they wrap up. We will, of course, be talking about those episodes in full. Oh, yes. Um, when they come pop next in. month. Um, you, but what do you think? Do you have anything, uh, any other looming my, thoughts about season yes. four of Stranger Things? My final thought I had two thoughts. One was the cast. The second is my favorite scene. And she's not my favorite character. But my favorite scene is an example the exemplary work they've done with soundtrack in this show yep i already know because it's you my already know too oh it's max running max, away from vecna 100 with, with the song playing which is like running number up that one hill in the, running up the hill number one in the charts and after you know 40 oh, years it's and and rightfully so because I immediately went out and put it on my iPod. Great song. Yeah, it was a great song. Yeah. But I like it's it's not it really isn't tremendous. Like it's not something I could listen to on a loop for an no, hour. But it gives you a feeling yes. of what's happening in the show. One hundred percent. Also, probably a great running song. Oh, yes. You know, I, go out for a jog. Just play that on loop. It was awesome. So that's absolutely my favorite scene. I think they did a, a tremendous job putting that out there in the world mm-hmm. for all of us. I'm down. Like, I, I cannot wait. Cool, man. Well, I, I'm excited, too, and I'm glad that we have less than a month now before we get to watch it. Um, finally, let's, let's touch on what we've uh, seen so far with the boys season three i here's my thing because this is going to be quick for me i'm not in love with the boys season okay any of the seasons i thought they were i know you've always kind of been on the fence with the show it is it's something i mean it's and and they finally address it like in a line of dialogue in this season where they're like you know yeah we have to babysit these super nut jobs with their depraved sex and their such and such and this and that. And it's like, that really is what the show is. It's like ultra violence. Yep. Just depraved everything. acts of everything. <clears throat> and, and like, you know, but now they're not even killing the, the superheroes. It's like, now they have to rehabilitate them or whatever it is. So it was strange for me. Uh, it didn't disappoint with their with the filth and the craziness. Like oh, I was gosh. like, oh my god! From episode one, I was like, yeah. Jesus. Yep. And uh, but what was the moment? Oh, finding out that that what's her name still alive. The 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 Nazi. Yeah. She, that was and, crazy. And but how then, does she not have her powers? Yeah, but you saw what they what happened to her. Well, she got all jacked up. No, no, no. Like, how, how far into the season are you? Oh, I guess maybe the, the second to latest episode. Oh, okay. So you, have, you haven't seen what happens yet. Oh, no. Not to yet. her. Okay. So the, just... I'll wait yeah. then. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You'll, you'll, you'll see what happens to her. Um, 
And let me tell you, so you're you're not there yet, and I don't think I'm spoiling anything. Right. But this is the this is essentially the season where you have the, the really the main focus is on Homelander. Yes. And how unhinged he is. Oh yeah. And how just they are he, there's a he's had enough he's had enough and he's reaching his breaking point yeah to where you are he's reaching his breaking point where i am he's reached it <laughs> right and it is like it's terrifying <laughs> it is truly like what would happen if superman was unhinged right and this is home, but like you thought he was bad seasons one and two. Now he's making this sure he has control of his entire situation so that he can do literally anything Whatever he, he wants. wants. Yeah. Um, so it's like, it's crazy. Like I I'm interested because, and I have to, you know, I think it's an entertaining show. I enjoy the show. Right. I don't think it's like the best thing I've ever seen. But right. it's in the rotation of like, yeah, I'll watch this every week for me. I can dig it. Um, so yeah, when you catch up, let me know and we'll we'll discuss and, and talk about what's going on. But it's, it's like I mean, it's certainly it's a lot. It's definitely a lot. It's as a far, lot. It's very gratuitous in oh, yeah. every sense of the word. And I will I will grant it that like I, I won't take anything away from it. It is unique. In its in its view Without of superheroes. Without a doubt. It's I mean, this is this is a lane that they've tried that they've done well, with superheroes before in different of. capacities. Like you yeah. have Invincible is, yes. is similar as well. Like, but this is the first show to really take it as far as it's taken it. This feels like I a direct the whole series, not just this season, but it feels like a direct response to the Marvel mania of the past decade. Yeah. It's yeah, like, you know, you think this is all good and positive and everybody has a good feeling. Here's what would really happen. Yeah. And cause you talk That's, about how you know, corporate it is, like right. the, the world is and all the superheroes are and just the capitalism behind them. And it's yes. very like, especially this season, I feel like they're really like leaning in, leaning into a lot of the, um, like a lot of call outs into like real world politics, essentially like taking mm. things that are happening in the real world politically and inserting it into how that would happen in this world. Um, it's all very, I mean, it's, it's interesting. It's an interesting take and, and view on, you know, the superhero genre and like, I'm glad it exists because we need account like, this is something that we need a counter to that. Like it can't right. just all be Marvel, 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 right. which I love Marvel, but like, it's okay to have at least one show. That's like, eh, yeah, it's let's like, go yeah, darker. It's... Let's do something serious, more serious. Right. Um, and then I, I personally hope that with, you know, whatever DC is planning and doing they're the, in, I want them to be the in-between. Yeah, I'm that. Don't go full Marvel. Well. Don't go full boys. But like, give us the in between. You right. know, that's all you got to do. I'm there. <clears throat> all right. Well, 
you had a suggestion for us to watch for next week. So I think next week what we're going to do is we will, of course, talk about the most recent uh, Obi-Wan episode. It should be episode five. And then we will be talking about Miss Marvel episodes one and two. And Neil, what was your suggestion for this week? I think we should watch as much as we can of The Pentaveret, which is a Mike Myers joint written uh, totally created by, um, and I'm talking about Mike Myers, the actor, because I've mentioned Michael Myers mm-hmm. several times throughout the podcast, the villain. He, in a movie from 1980-something, maybe even 88, 89, yep. called So I Married an Axe Murderer. Oh, right. It was one of his first movies. I think it might have even been pre or just, no, I think it was pre Wayne's World. Um, he plays several characters as he had come to do. Uh, he plays himself and he plays his father, who was a Scottish butcher. Yep. He goes to visit his parents in this movie and they're reading uh, a tabloid, you know, like the Weekly World News or something. And that's where they find out, you know, that there's this axe murderer woman killing all her husbands and blah, blah, blah. So I married an axe murderer. That's the conceit of the film. But the father is a conspiracy theorist. And he's, he has this theory that there are five people, five families running the entire planet. Okay. And it was the Gettys, the Rothschilds, and he's Scottish, yeah. the, the Vatican, the Queen, and Colonel Sanders before he died. And it was, it's a throwaway joke from 1988. And so uh, Mike Myers uh, is building the Myers-verse. He's milking the Myers-verse. <sighs> he goes all the way back to that one throwaway joke yeah. and has made a series on it. I will admit I have watched it up to date. Oh, you have? I have. I couldn't help myself. I had Did to start. Did you enjoy it? Chris, it is, it's ridiculous. I'm like, sure of that. You, you but may. Mike, he hasn't done anything in a long time. In a long, long time. But like, I, you, you really need to give yourself two episodes minimum. Okay. And and feel it. Like you got to feel it. Okay. And remember who he was. Okay. Like, okay. Do this for Mike. <laughs> right. And I don't and know remember. if that's. I feel like that's. No, because I, I, I'm watching this show and I'm like lowering my expectation. Like, I don't know how to manage my expectations with that. I'll put it this way. They may have only made this show for me. Oh, okay. This, they, they, like, I feel like Mike Myers sat down and was like, I've heard tell of a man living in New Jersey. (laughs) And they wrote this show and like, it's hysterical for me. It was hysterical. All right. All right, we're going to give it a shot. We yeah. will watch it, and uh, you've already watched it. I will I watch I, at least the first two episodes. Please. Um, and we will discuss it next week. Yes. If you all are enjoying the podcast, we would really appreciate it if you would like, subscribe, rate, review, wherever it is that you are listening. Uh, we are on all the major podcast platforms, including, but not limited to, Neil's fantastic website glued to the screen.com that's glued the number two the screen.com 
Neil, what do you got to say to the people? Stream on, everybody.